Welcome back to the Woman Podcast, episode 22. I'm O'Malley and my co-host St. Anne and I talk very real about the realities of Christmas, sex tapes getting out and family matters. If you have children, stop this podcast now and play it in private. We do not want to ruin anything for your children. Enjoy. And we left around 12. You know what I wanted to ask you as a mom? You have four kids. At what point did you realize you were crazy? No. <laughs> like, did they all discover, like, did you have to tell anybody about the, the myth, the truth, the, you know, the whole Santa is not real thing? Yeah. Did you have to, did you have to like tell them? Because I, I mean, we had to, we had to tell my oldest and it got to the point where like, you know, he didn't, he was like, on the, he was like, oh, okay. Like he totally got it. It made sense. And he, because he, you could tell he didn't think too much about it. He just believed. And then once, you know, um, like a, my, you know, Mike said something to him, he was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And then like weeks went by. And Mike's like, I, I guess he's okay with it. Like uh, he probably knew. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, he's like, um, you know, dad, I got to ask you a question. And Mike's like, yeah, of course. What's up? He's like, wait, so, so reindeer aren't real either. Like, you know, like he like, the whole, like there's a mass conspiracy. Yeah. Going on. You know, like yeah. and he was, he was floored. He was like, he just, Oh, okay. Like you could tell that that was the moment his, his, it was like the, the childhood was gone. Like that was when the, the magic was gone. And, uh, like my middle one still doesn't, is in denial. Like he, he knows we flat out, like Mike flat out told him he does that. He pulls out their first straight baby, up, baby pulls teeth, and then he straight up this. and down 12, six and whatever yeah. he says. Yeah. Straight <laughs> up and down. Yeah. But, um, you know, like my little one, like I, I realize that I think she knows about Santa, but she doesn't about the elf. Like she thinks this thing moves. It's like, like, I think she, like, we think she knows and we think she knows because we know she's much smarter than the both of us. But, you know, like every morning she comes down and she can't find this thing. And she's genuinely disappointed when she can't find it. And then when she slept at my mom's last week, I just put it in the drawer. I'm like, I'm not going to move it. She's not home. And then when she came home, she couldn't find it. And she was like, what, where is it? It didn't, it didn't move. And then I looked at Mike. I'm like, I think she really, like, I think I'm wrong. I think she still believes in this. And then I was like, well, you slept at grandma. So he probably went home to his family too. He figured he knew you weren't here. She's like, well, Mick didn't sleep over. She knew he was home. I was like, oh, <laughs> well, apparently the elf should have known Mick was home. And then she comes back to me like 10 minutes later. She's like, and by the way, Danny knew I was coming back. I'm like, oh, Danny knew you were coming back. Like, like she's very, very like this poor elf. Like I feel it's like almost like a glimpse into her relationships when she's going to be in her team, like 
19 and 20. It's like, I'm thinking to myself, is she going to treat her boyfriends like this? Like question every move and where were you? <laughs> yeah. Did he have a Fitbit on? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That is so fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you tell the story just in case someone doesn't know. Cause I think that's a wild story. I actually don't even, I, I know that the person is, is well known, but I don't know who they are. I don't know who they are, but she woke up to find that his like that he beat her on the Fitbit challenge so far for the day. Yeah. And 4.30 in the morning. And she's like, what? Where, you know, where is he? And whatever. And I guess, I don't know if she went to his apartment or if she went to wherever he was supposed to be and he was getting it on. Yeah. 4.30 in the morning. Imagine starting your day like that. I can't. <laughs> I mean, I would, I'm not saying I don't love it. I'm just saying at 4.30 in the morning, I don't think I'm getting more. Well, a lot of people started their day like that this morning. Oh my God. <laughs> on, a, on a video and oops. Yikes. Yeah. That's Boy, a, um, did I, I woke up to a show. I was like, what? Why? Why does How did you find like? that? Like it was, abs- it was. Because you're the one that broke it to the Barstool family. Like the Barstool. I mean, I mean, everyone was like, you know, mentioning how, you know, oh, O'Malley tweeted it. O'Malley tweeted it. O'Malley tweeted it. I'm thinking, what the hell did O'Malley tweet? I didn't see anything. I'm so, because like I said, I, I don't, I don't even listen to Barstool Breakfast until my big. kids leave. Okay. So I heavily drug myself naturally at night because I'm so tired. Like mm-hmm. I'm so tired, but like I have all this <laughs> stress and guilt that I'm trying to like, let go of, you know, Lisa taught us a really great, you know, um, we, yeah, we're going to come lessons. Let, oh, yeah. And, um, so it was, I was late and I just, I still wasn't asleep, but I, you know, those melatonin gummies oh, yeah, love that, that I was like, these are a great snack. You know, sometimes I take more than maybe I'm supposed to. I don't know, right. maybe a little bit. And then I take all my, <laughs> I take all my allergy medicine, anything that's going to make me drowsy. I take at night. And it was like midnight. I can't believe I didn't see it. I was driving into Manhattan. It was like at, midnight, eleven thirty, something, something like that. Like it was just, it was later than I should have been awake, and I hadn't turned off. You know, my I can't believe you didn't hit me. Like, look what, look what I'm about to post. I well, it was my. I almost always have my my like my ringer off, and mm-hmm. for some reason I don't know what it was. I had to flip it on earlier, and didn't, and I got a a notice from a, a friend like texted and was like, Hey, and I, I went to the link and there was almost no interaction with it. There was just nothing like there was, or it was just so few and far between, like there was no activity on it. And I just was like, I looked at it. Like the first time you look at it and you're like, Oh, somebody's going to town. Okay. Right. Second time it was like, you're not even looking at the act. I was just like, why does this look so much like Dave Portnoy? <laughs> like, where's, get, you know, you know, sometimes you look at somebody and you're like, oh my God, that person's a dead ringer. But then they move their face just ever so. And you're like, oh, there's, there's the different face, you know, um, breakdown. And that's a totally different person. But wow, they really look alike. And I was like, what? what? I was like, wow, this is a doppelganger. And I made it I just retweeted it with a comment like and and if you know 
the whole Dave Portnoy story with his shoulders. Like he's always like, I, I can't fight. I don't know enough about him. Yeah. He says, I can't fight in rough and rowdy because like my shoulders or he'll say something. He'll be like, yeah, but my shoulders, shoulders will pop out. Well, in my very <laughs> drowsy state, I was just like, this person, whoever they are, is putting in a lot of work <laughs> and there's no way this could be Dave Portnoy because it'd pop his shoulders out or something to that effect. Right, right. And I literally texted, or not, I tweeted and dropped. Like, it was like I tweeted it, closed my phone and put my head back on my pillow and woke How up How many messages did you a, get from I can't even, I don't even, I don't even know. I, I just don't even know. And the amount of people who just notified me of where it had been posted. So they took my link, my post, and then posted it to Reddit. I think someone had an Instagram story. There was another Snapchat, not the Snapchat that comes up in that video, but a different, there were like all these different like posts in other social medias. That oh was my using God. mine. So now did, was the link, because the way I saw it, it wasn't, you know, I mean, like, is it the, is the link still up? I'm sure the original link is still up somewhere, but that was not mine. But I did the retweet and, you know, and comment. Uh-huh. So that was what happened. And I, that was what I got repeatedly sent to me. That was in Reddit. And did someone make you take it down? I'll say I did have some people that are, hmm, I don't want to say, I'll just say there were people inside that were close. I'll just say close to, to the situation, to the, and they were just like, you weren't like, you weren't trying to do this. Like you're not the one exposing him, but like right now, you know, like if you're like uncomfortable, I was like, I don't know what to do. Like if you're uncomfortable, then maybe just delete it. And so I took a screen capture of what I had and then like kind of did my post like, hey, I did this thinking, it was, you know, I was drowsy. I thought it was a doppelganger. Totally didn't think this was going to happen. Had no clue. Now it's like splash everywhere. I, I'm not the only one who retweeted it, but for whatever reason, my link was the one that was used. So it's my picture. So that's, mm-hmm. the, that's even the thing. It's like, it's my Twitter avatar you know, photo that's in it. And then people have to link, click on the link to go back to my Twitter to see the actual video, except I now deleted it. Right. Right. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it was out there. It would have been, it would have broke either way, but for whatever reason. Well, yeah, I think you probably have barstool followers. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just gonna, I just, I'm just like, I felt like it and shawl. And I was like, I wasn't, too, but you know, I'm not the girl in the video. I'm not, you know, like it wasn't, it was truly me like going, Oh my God, like, this is amazing. Like this person looks so much like him. Yeah. Like, yeah I mean, I mean if it, God, if, if you're going to think someone looks like that guy, I mean, if, if it, if in another, if in a parallel universe, someone was to be like, Hey, that looks like you, he's got to turn around and be like, wow, I don't look that bad. You know what I mean? Like it's a compliment to both of them. I mean, whoever the girl is and, and, you know, he seems to have admitted it's him. So it's like, you know, not, you know, not the the two worst people to look like. (laughs) Yeah. That's why that's the other thing that's in my, in my very drowsy state. I was just kind of like, you know, it's a sex tape, but it's also not a really revealing, like, it's not a, 
body part revealing. No, not at all. Not at all. So I was just kind of like, whatever, this is just kind of funny. Like if someone was going to do it, you would think that they would like drop something Mm -hmm. with, you know, a little bit more. Prosecutable, I would assume. Oh, I I Uh, definitely think so. I mean, you can't do something like that. Yeah, but boy, that's fun. So waking up the sex. Well, you haven't been blocked by anybody, right? No one blocked you. He didn't block you. I have not. I have. Oh God, that would be awful. Um, I haven't checked. I don't, I don't think I've gone around checking to see if I'm blocked. The only person that's blocked me is Rico Bosco. Who's, I don't know who that is. That's the guy that uh, likes to cry about um, being pushed out of, of everything. And he won't, he won't do anything with Barstool except like super hidden, which is fine, except he gets really mad if there's anyone else. Um, that's why the, the wolf pack, the wolf pack is always just like, He's like, he hates the Wolfpack just because they work there. And he makes everyone, you know, he divides the, uh, he divides people up by, um, so he, he did that, but I like something by Paul LaDuca one day for baseball related and he blocked and Rico Bosco blocked me. So, Um, you know, whatever. It sounds like your worst things. Oh yeah. I could care less about (laughs) (laughs) that's the, that's the one thing I. Yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What a, what a, um, what a way to wake up and uh, what a thing for that girl to see on her uh, significant others Fitbit or was it an Apple watch or was it a Fitbit? I heard Fitbit. Fitbit. Like, That's what know, I that, thought. Okay. It could be that game of telephone where it's like, you know. Yeah. Something of the, yeah. So um we we went off on a crazy on a crazy thing my daughter um it was sort of like we had to kind of tell her but at the same time with her little brothers coming along I think that's what's nice depending on your child's personality and how they find out if they have younger siblings you can kind of include them in on the magic and I think um uh like my oldest son I was like oh but you know it's not all like it doesn't all have to be like false like it's not all not true like you can just help like it's just a really big job and like yeah you know like but Christmas time and magic and all that like that all that stuff that you feel you know can still be true it just doesn't there just isn't somebody you know going around that that particular right. night doing everything so I I um, explained it to them kind of that way and you know led them in but it was really much easier with the younger kids so if the older when the older kids found out it was now you can help do this you know yeah and, yeah you're yeah, a part of it yeah and be, making them a part of it so that was definitely a um a big thing my um the youngest he is he is on top of that he is like Mr. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> so like when he was done with it, he was like, I'm done with this. He knew he, yeah. he knew he figured it out. Yeah. Cause I think there's a, like a lot of it where I get the list. You can get me this and you can get me that. But like the thing with like the elf threw me, like I, I, it, I was like, wait a minute. So she knows there's no him, but the elf is real. Like, you know, like I, if that blew my mind, I thought it was so funny, but then it reminded me of my oldest, but the reindeer, you know, like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's always that one that has the, um, you know, throws you that curveball. I, you know, like I love, I'll watch this movie. I know some people can't watch it because of how it was made, but like the Polar Express and that whole like 
um, storyline of like believing. I like listening to it. There's an audio book of it and oh. it's read by Liam Neeson. You can, you can download it on iTunes. It's really good. They didn't have Tom Hanks do it of all people. That's no, I, um, oh. he might be, no, he's, I don't think he's the voice of the guy, but the guy reading the book is Liam Neeson. Oh, okay. And my kids just absolutely fell in love with it. But yeah, so I knew that she, like, I knew that she, um, I could tell she knew about, knows about Santa. I can tell, like, we haven't had the talk, but I could tell she knows because she'll be like, I put, you, can you get me this? And can you, oh, I put this on my list. You should have no problem finding it. Like, she speaks to me very frankly about that. And it's never like, you know, well, this side is for Santa and this side is for you. It's, it's never any of that. So, you know, I'm like, do you think she knows? And he's like, yeah, I definitely think she knows. And then the elf thing threw us. We were like, oh, how does, how does this happen? <laughs> I think that's, uh, that's what I was going to say with like Polar Express type stuff, where it's, it's the little things that they just kind of hold on to. And even if they know, like if, if, if maybe taught or maybe asked at school by somebody, mm-hmm. you know, maybe even like one of those kids are that kind of like says it in that kind of like intimidating way. Like you don't mm-hmm. believe it, you know, blah, blah, blah. They could like pull it off quickly. Like their brain would pull it together and be like, no, <laughs> you know, but like there's part of them that's like, but this is still real. Like you said, like the reindeer are still real. Like the, right. the elf on the shelf is still like, that's still a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like the whole thing can't be like, you know, yeah. And I think there's a little bit of it that, you know, I think sometimes kids will do the, he does exist, but you know, the parents help, they'll like, they'll kind of like put it in, you know, a certain way for them to kind of let themselves down. And then I think over time, I think it just is obviously very heightened at Christmas time, but you know, over time, and if a kid finds out in July, it's sort of like, it's, it's usually not as bad. It's like, oh, okay. Because it's not that it's not in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Like I, think I don't remember finding out. Do you remember finding out? I remember having like, a, like my mom asking me like if I was okay, but I don't remember exactly what she said. Like, I don't I remember it, it at all. It must've been one of those, like I knew, but type of situations like but you're gonna be okay like yeah yeah I'm, you know I'm good I'm fine yeah <laughs> so. I don't I don't remember at all like I don't remember anything about it nothing like I I mean I guess I guess it was a part that I don't know I just don't rem- I don't remember any of it yeah not I, that it matters I mean <laughs> it was right. probably 40 years ago <laughs> <laughs> but like you would think like some like I don't like so I guess it wasn't any it wasn't traumatizing at all yeah I know there's definitely people who have had traumatizing moments where they find out and it's like oh my god you know and they mm-hmm. they their parents are just like living in it right now which is which is awful and it's and it could hit you know like you could find have a kid find out on just the right moment which is the worst moment for them of their day and they're tired or whatever and it hits Mm -hmm. you and it's just like a little bit more like emotional for them yeah I mean it seems like that happens even in lives and people's um relationships now it's like oh well they told me something that wouldn't have been a big deal but I was really exhausted I was hungry I was this I was that right they told me and it just felt like my world came down but if they would have told me 
you know, after lunch on a day I wasn't stressed out, I would have been fine. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> so. exactly. Like, I wonder if it would, I don't know. I'm kind of like, there's a part of me that is kind of happy that they're like, because I assume this is definitely at least the last one, even if it's, I'm not sure if she does, it goes one way or there. I'm sure this is the last one. You know, I can't imagine her going into fifth grade or 10 years old, believing at that point, like there's going to be like a Jewish kid or, um, you know, somebody else was like, well, yeah, you guys have Santa. We have Hanukkah, Harry, and you know, they're all puppets. You know, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know if someone's going to say that. I know someone did to one of my, one of my, I guess it was Finn in his class said something to him like, well, we all know that, you know, Santa's not real. And we were like, he came home. He's like, hold on. Akshef just told me that his parents told him that everybody knows that Santa is not real. So, you know, I think Mike said something like, you know, he, he of course, him and his off coloredness said something back. <laughs> you know, well, they believe in blah, blah, blah. blah. And you know, Santa doesn't like, like that family anyway. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Cause he was, so, and Finn was like, I don't really care what he says. I'm going to go in tomorrow and tell him what, give him a piece. Like he, he wanted to fight him, you know? <laughs> right. Well, that's the, that's the thing. Um, and I know it's, it's a conversation that people have. And when they're starting to have kids, they go, how much do we allocate as coming from us versus what's coming from Santa for a, a host of reasons? Mm-hmm. One is when your kids are walking in and they get, uh, you know, all these Santa gifts and then the kid that lives, you know, on the other side of the tracks or whatever got nothing or not, you know, mm-hmm. sort of like why is Santa, you know, playing favorites or whatever. So there's that issue. Right. Well, I, then, I, if I could redo it as an adult looking back, I would have Santa give one gift. Yes. You got a gift from Santa leaves a gift under everybody's tree. And because even if it is the kid that can't get gifts, mm-hmm. you know, well, he, how come he only, well, you got one. Maybe yeah. Santa gave him more because he has less or whatever. You can make up any story. But I'm sure I will, now that I think that way, I will tell my kids that, like, listen, when you guys have kids, don't do what daddy and I did. Trust yeah. me, don't do what daddy and I did. You know, the Easter bunny leaves your basket. I get that whole that whole yeah. nonsense. But leave one gift and they the kids will know. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it just makes it so much more. Yeah, we I've done stockings and it was kind of a gift. Some yeah, the stockings it, always came from us. Yeah. Like it wasn't oh, like, what okay. Santa put in your stockings. The stockings always came from us and oh, okay. they knew gifts came from us, like from the store. Like if they got sneakers or something, they knew that it was ours, you know, yeah. and we would write mommy and daddy on everything, but like, you know, but they each got five things from Santa. And gotcha. I'm like, I, I, that was stupid. I, who's the genius that thought of that? That's the, that's the other thing is if you're giving, if they're getting something from Santa that might not work out for them. Um, it's something that might have to go back to the store. Oh yeah. Why is the receipt? Or <laughs> yeah. So why is the receipt? Like how, I mean, they do like, I know that there's parents I've, I've heard it. I've, you know, been there with people who are like, well, you know, little Jimmy found out today because, you know, I, mm-hmm. you know, it was three weeks later, but I had the target receipt and I was going back or whatever it was. Right. The guy in the like, shoe store was like, oh, you didn't think he was going to like them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, okay. So, you know, like one year, what I did for my kids, um, and then again, the, you know, the stockings always came from, for, for my house, it was always, um, Santa, but, um, we got them little like pedal cars 
mm-hmm. they were the old fashioned metal. So they were shiny red and they like had like the little steering wheel and they got in and they could Cute. like pedal them. And they were, you know, not under the tree cause they were too big. Cause you know, but they were um, like kind of set up like between like the fireplace and the, and the Christmas tree with a bow on it. Cause it was, it wasn't wrappable, but that's kind of like the magic of coming downstairs and seeing right, yeah. the gifts and like walking in and going, Oh my gosh, you know, uh-huh. and then the kids are just like, oh, how did Santa get this in here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. You know, they're like in their little pedal cars. It was we so used to make Mick wait, make Mick would have to sit on the, yes. side, on the other side of the room and yes. not go there until we woke up. Cause we'd be like the idiots. We were, we'd be up to like four in the morning doing yeah. all this. Then just we couldn't get up at seven. And then yes. be like, Mick, just go sit on the other side. Shh. Like, don't wake us up. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible parents. And the oldest is year. always like the, the gatekeeper. Yes. They, they end up being like, oh, I have to, you know, they're excited. They want to get their gifts because. Oh my God. Maybe, yeah. You know, maybe they're waiting for that like latest CD because now they're mm-hmm. into music or, or they're doing whatever. They're, they're like really looking forward to mm-hmm. it. But they've got their four-year-old brother sitting there like, let me out. Yeah. <laughs> Let me well, the one year. I think it was the year that I was pregnant with Bridget. So Finn was like two and a half when we were talking about reindeer and this, that, and that thing. And I went downstairs to get something. And my mom and my aunt are on the couch. Michael, Mike's making breakfast. Mick is running around. And all of a sudden we turn around and Finnegan is literally diving off my counter. And he flips over backwards because he you know, sinks like a stone, landed headfirst on my like my tile floor we spent the entire day in the hospital because he was throwing up every had a terrible concussion so that was at that he did that at like eight o'clock in the morning like we saw like as i was coming up the stairs mike is turning around like he's the exact opposite space so i'm like maybe like like i'm gonna say i'm about six feet from finn and mike was like about six feet on the other side and just as finn like like goes right off the counter like he like i and then, you know, he has breakfast with us. We're like, oh my God, are you okay? Freaking out. And then all of a sudden he just like the eyes roll back in the head and he just started vomiting everywhere. So we rushed into the hospital. We spent the entire day in the hospital. So until later on that night when he kind of came around and he was feeling better, we're like, what the hell? Like what? He's like, reindeer fly. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, probably telling kids reindeer fly is probably not the best, you know, Oh, have you ever done the, like, where you leave the little reindeer, like the, the, the feed, the, yeah, the feed. Yeah. And then like you afterwards, like you remove that or yeah, the, the Quaker or, oats and then yeah. them into the grass. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then they, um, they kind of like leave behind. We always did like this, like glitter. I always did like this sort of, the only time I ever got glitter on me was for Christmas, not for, <laughs> not for going to strip clubs, but it was always like this, like glitter that was kind of like left behind and like a little bit of like stuff left over mm-hmm. outside and all that stuff it was like so magical. Like, Oh my God, they do that. How cute and, is that. You know, and then I always make, you know, the Oh, <laughs> I sound like such a homebody, but um, no, I always I love make it. like the um, homemade sugar cookies and then cut them out, you know, roll them, yep. cut them. And then of course I make homemade frosting. So I'm, I always decorate them and they're like, oh, perfect. And How then if they're not that? perfect, I'm just like, they're not acceptable. I have to oh. make another <laughs> We always left the like the the cookies out. We left everything out, and then we put them right in front of the fireplace. And in the morning, when they would come down, before the last thing we would do before we went upstairs was we'd be um, we'd open the fireplace, like like move the grate 
Oh yeah. The table and you, like, I, the cookies. And, do you ever get some of the ash and like take like your, your work boot or something like that? And like, no, we in. didn't do that. We didn't go that far. We left oh, like yeah. that, you know, moved everything around. <laughs> but um, like, it's so cute. Like I, I do miss that. Like it was like that part was, cause they would become down. Like the videos of them, when you look back at them and Mick was so animated, he was so animated. Like he was like, <gasps> like the fake, like, like his whole body would inflate and he would just run around and he was just like, like he was like that with Santa. He was like that with the Easter bunny. He was like that with my mother, you know, my sister, you know, grandma's here. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like the most enthusiastic. Like, and now he's like mellow, you know, now he's like, don't, don't, don't pull up in front of the school. <laughs> but he was like the most animated kid. I'll send you a video of him when he first got gum. Uh, this is good gum. Oh, this is delicious gum. Like, <laughs> yeah, gum. Yeah, he's three. They're, they're onto something. Is, yeah. <laughs> Who thought of this? This is a fabulous recipe. <laughs> How late is the latest you've ever stayed up wrapping the night before Christmas? 6 a.m. Isn't that awful? It's so, I mean, you feel it's, like, you feel like crap at seven because you got an hour. And, I, and I'm telling you, that's what we used to do. We'd be like, you know, Mick, go back to bed. He's, you know, Finn's not up yet. He's like, mm-hmm. Finn's up. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I remember Mike saying like, just sit on the other side of the couch and don't look at anything. <laughs> and then we'd like, you know, ring the bells. We had the string like attached to the bells. Mm-hmm. And then like, we'd start moving them. And he'd be like, what is, what is that? What is that? <laughs> That's so cute. That's so yeah. Cute. That is definitely one thing that I have regretted. I'm like, oh my God, this is awful. And I'm always just so tired by then because it's for whatever reason. It's just, and there would be time, there's times like when I moved into the smaller place in, um, in mass, I was like, I don't want the gifts out. Yeah. 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 It would just be uh-huh. you know, like when I lived in different places, it was a little bit more um, acceptable to have it there because there was like more like just side room. So I started like not bringing them down as quickly mm-hmm. as I had in the past. And then I was like, Oh, I regret this so much. <laughs> and I really, right. It was awful. And then one year for whatever reason, as I was buying things, I was like, what am I going to use? You know, like which wrapping will I use on this one? And it was all weird, weird things. Like nothing was like, you know, you put it in a box, but it'd be like, Oh, this, the item had like, I don't know, it was the size of a brick, but then it had like this long part on it. So you couldn't put it in a box. It was just, you know, bizarre stuff. So Mm -hmm. I ended up, everything was in a bag that year. And I didn't realize it until I was putting everything out, like the last of it. And I, after that, I was like, I can't ever do that again. Like, I don't know why I felt guilty for having everything in a bag. No, I know exactly what you mean. There was something Something about the paper not being Mm -hmm. like mix it up have bags have you know whatever but man I just I I know it sounds really weird like no I agree 100% I don't even if I don't have to if I can wrap it I will there's just something to be said about a box with a ribbon or a bow stuck to it yeah there really is there's just something it's just so I don't know it's homey it's nice it's not this and that but yeah and I I come 3 30 all Christmas is off the table and it's right on to birthday right that's that's for your years yeah I started that like I started that before we had kids and now it's like expected like it's 3 30 3 like the kids like go running around like it's you know it's daddy's birthday you know <laughs> so do you think that has also i mean obviously it impacts mike because it's it's always been his birthday and he but, let you know 
He's such yes. a baby. He, he, every day. I know. Does he mention it every day? Oh, well, he, it's, it's a little often. I mean, it's good, but it's, but for your kids, because they do have that moment where they've always had to, not had to, but you know, it's like that the family has refocused on just, you know, the one person, which is right. You know, you know, right. well, I think it lets them know, like it's, you know, it's a day for everybody. Right. Exactly. I think that's, that's kind of nice to have it that way. Um, just, yeah, it's, it I'm sure fun. for him, it's everything at once, mm-hmm. but he it's loves kind it. Of, it's kind of a nice, if, if the, say there wasn't a birthday, I wonder what for people who are trying to get their kids to like, to be more interactive and not just be like lost in something that makes them very antisocial that day. Cause I know that is a big problem for a lot of people. They get I think them it gifts. also changes our day a lot because it makes it start so much earlier because we do Christmas first thing in the morning. I mean, Christmas happens before nine o'clock, every, you know, and then after breakfast, after unwrapping, Mike makes a huge breakfast. And then after that, everybody gets to play with everything. Everybody puts everything away. We have to clean because his family's coming over, his brothers and his parents come over. And then we do, um, we sit and exchange gifts with them when they come over. And it's like a big to do with all the kids because now there's nine of them. And um, we do all that. And then once all that's done and we, then we sit down and eat and have a huge dinner and he, he cooks his butt off all day all day he's cooking all different things so it might not be at 3 30 it might be closer to 5 30 but it's just definitely dessert time you know and then we shift gears to birthday and then that starts it all over again the you know the the chit-chatting and the laughing and then the gift giving and then we do the birthday cake so it goes into eight nine o'clock and then friends stop by because they want to see him for his birthday because they know he's a giant baby and he wants to have all his friends around him and he has to do a baileys and a shot of this with everybody Wow. And we have a lot, of, we have a lot of people that just show up through, throughout the day. And it used to be my family too, but, um, it kept getting earlier and earlier. Like he, he enjoyed having dinner with his family and then my family would come over for dessert for the birthday party part. But then it started getting earlier and earlier and to cook for that many more. And it was like, it was just, it was overwhelming to him. Like he, he, yeah. does, he didn't want to have the two families overlap because then it gets, then you don't get to enjoy everybody. And it was, it was just too much for him, which I can understand. I can appreciate. So now we see my family Christmas Eve and his family Christmas day. That's nice. And that, but that, how were the families dealing with that? Obviously for, for your family with large and having his birthday, it probably was a little bit easier for you to say to your family, Hey, no, it wasn't easy for my, my family wasn't happy about it at all. No, no, because you know, like my sister has kids and it's instead of having Christmas day now with cousins, they have just Christmas with themselves, like with them. So okay. they have Christmas Eve with us. And then, you know, cause her husband doesn't have a big family. Like they're all up in Connecticut. So, you know, she was like, yeah, but now my kids don't get to see cousins on Christmas day. And which I, which I get, but she didn't want to go back to just having it later. On. Like I said, but you can still come for dessert later on. It's just the entire day thing, like having the whole Christmas thing together and then having dinner. Like it was just too much on Mike. Yeah. He just didn't, it, he just didn't want to have, um, it, 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 cause it cut the amount of people in half, you know, it, it, when, um, because then it would be her, husband's brothers and, and he and believe me it had nothing to do with not liking anybody I love everybody as does he but it went from being um 
you know, 10 people at my house to being now 20. And that's big. That's a big difference. And when you're cooking for that many people and having it, it was just too much for him. He just didn't want to have it. And, um, so, and, and my, I know my sister and my, her feelings were hurt, but instead of going back to coming at dessert time, she took it as like, I don't want, you know, you don't want me at all. So she didn't come at all. And I was like, well, I can't, I can't make everybody happy and I have to live with him and he's doing all the cooking and it's, you know, I, it's, I see my family every year for Christmas Eve. So you're getting Christmas Eve and Christmas day. And it was, it was, um, you know, it was just a matter of seeing you Christmas Eve, seeing you Christmas day versus seeing, you know, like we just wanted to, he wanted to have some alone time with just his family as well. Like he just wanted to keep it small for the Christmas thing. But so even though he put his foot down and my family, my family didn't like it, they, they could have come back for, for dinner, for dessert later on. They just didn't want to. So it's starting to smooth over a little bit. Gotcha. So I I started to say that it might've been easier for them, but obviously it wasn't. So was it the process for you? Was it just easier for you to like logically look at it and go, well, we we're just looking at numbers here. We're not looking at really, you know, it wouldn't you know, have mattered, you know, was it, it just, wouldn't have mattered to them. Like they, they took it as a slight, like you don't want us here. And it, and it wasn't, it wasn't that at all. It was just, he just wanted to have some time alone with his family and he right. cook for, you know, um, an additional 10 people. He just didn't want to do it. He wanted to keep it small so he can, you know, he just had to cook for his, he, he'll enjoy like he, like he always loved doing that. And the, dessert part was all me. Like I always did the dessert part and the, 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 you know, the birthday part and stuff like that. And he loved that, but to now have everybody there all day, he didn't get to have that, um, level of comfort with just his, like he was like, it was just a very bizarre scenario. Like it, it was just, and for me to try and explain them it to them, like I had, like my family's that old school Italian, like everybody's supposed to be together all the time, every day, all day. And Mike is not like that at all. So he was, you know, and I give him credit for sticking to his guns because it was, it was exactly how strong he felt. Like if I didn't see my family Christmas Eve, then he'd have no choice to put up with it. But the fact that I see them Christmas Eve and it doesn't start at nine or eight o'clock, like they want to get together starting at like three o'clock on the 24th and go straight through like, you know, 2 a.m. Oh God. And it's like, okay, so now I do that. Now I got to come home and set up under the tree. We're up until six. And then what your whole family's going to come over back over again at what two for dinner. Like, so it's like, there was, you know, he just wanted to have his own day for a little while, but yeah. my family didn't want to hear of it. So it's, it was uncomfortable for, for like the last, you know, four years. Like it was just, it was just a, you know, what can I you do? You can't make not, everybody happy. Right. The, um, Christmas, I, I love, obviously Christmas is like the, the peak it's, you know, Christmas day is the peak, but it's, it feels like it's kind of the one holiday that there's a lot going on. Like the lead up to it is, is sometimes just as great. Sometimes like oh, Christmas yeah. itself isn't, you know, as amazing, but it's all the little things that you get yeah, to do. Absolutely. So I think there's a lot of people who have that mentality of Christmas or nothing. Right. And there's yes. so much to take advantage of. I mean, well, that's the other thing we do cookies. We like my mom likes to get together and make every, and that's like a seven hour process. And then oh, she wants yeah. to do ornaments and, and gingerbread. So it's not, there was no lack of seeing everybody, you know, and it's not, I mean, and 
that's, you know, my family dynamic, you know, his brother was her, they were due with their first on like right around the same time, but nobody was allowed at the hospital. So everybody was like kind of on pins and needles. And then we were like, you know, well, they're not coming for Christmas day. So like nobody wanted to come for Christmas day because everybody was like, well, where's the baby going to be born? But it wouldn't matter. We weren't allowed to go to the hospital anyway to see the baby. So we ended up having our thing, our Christmas dinner in a restaurant because nobody want like his other brother didn't want to come because he felt bad that the other one wasn't coming. So we didn't do any of that. And then when the time came and the baby was born, no one was allowed. We were like, you know, everybody was told to stay away. We're not allowed to go to the hospital to see it. And then the older brother's like, well, I'm going anyway. I really don't care what, <laughs> you know, so Mike's like, well, if he's going, then I'm going. So like, I mean, he was, he left to see the kid like at 11, he was home by like 1230. Like they were, he was allowed to see, like say hello and leave. You know, so Like every family dynamic. And so that was like Christmas one year. Like it was like, like everybody's quirky. So it's like, I've, we've, we've gotten it down to, you know what, this is how we want to do it. And if you come, you come, if you don't, you don't, you know, I, I can't yeah. force anybody to do anything. Th- that reminds me, there was a, um, I don't know if it was the relationship post um, where they screenshot things from Reddit. I see it on Twitter um, or if it was the, am I an asshole post? Oh, I got a good one for that later. But they, um, there was one and uh, of course I don't have it pulled up, but more or less it was a guy was saying my wife was um, supposed to, you know, be due on whatever date or or whatever they went to the hospital the first time they went to the hospital they were like you're not in active labor you're not like in anything we're like full please go home like that's what happens you're not in labor they don't have room for you labor rooms are when you're in labor you don't want to be told sorry there's five people sitting here waiting for their labor to happen um you're not going to like that so that was one of those like you know they went home I guess the second time they came in, they were going to induce labor, but they didn't use any meds that night. So she wasn't, she wasn't in active labor and they weren't inducing her. Now I've been through this where they take you off at like at night because they're just like, your body needs rest. You're doing all this stuff and you're just like, they're going to like put it, you know, back up. This was like 20 years ago and they, the guy said that, you know, the nurses, everyone were like, um, you know, you can go home. So he went home after he waited for her to go to sleep, kissed her goodnight, even though she was asleep. He went home, slept for six hours, came back. Her family has always been that like on top of, on top of, on top of type, like they're there for everything. Um, and he was never raised that way. So it's kind of like the you and large type situation. Right. Everybody was like berating this guy for going home for six hours as if he left her tied to yeah, a I don't train agree with track. That at all. And I was just like, uh, no, he's uh, not the asshole. He he left her literally he's the in the safe. One. He's in this. He left her in the ex, in the safest place. And he didn't like leave her. He didn't just walk out. He didn't go. He didn't go. Uh, I'm going to go get milk and not come back for 20 years. Like, I think that is the <laughs> most absurd mentality and way of thinking you could. I mean, 
first of all, I have no choice to be uncomfortable. I have no choice to be split in half. I have no choice to be in pain. There's, I have no choice. I am going to be that way regardless. So she wasn't even in labor. That's the whole point. She wasn't even right down to after people have the baby, people are always like, Oh, should the husband stay? Like, I can't believe he didn't stay. And it's, it makes me nuts because I have to stay. I have no choice. I have to be in pain. All this. He doesn't honest to God. He doesn't. Sit, make, forcing the man to sit in a chair next to your bed does absolutely nothing for you. You know who you call when you're in excruciating pain? You call the nurse. And you know who your husband's going to call if you're in excruciating pain? He's going to call the nurse. So the nurse is the one, like, she's your best friend. So when you're in that hospital bed, it's not built for two. You're, they make you as comfortable as they possibly can. He do, he's not in pain. He's not uncomfortable. And the other thing I don't understand is when you go home, you need him to be 100% because exactly. you're going to need, he's going to be your best friend when you get home, not the nurse. She's gone. She's staying. So if you can sleep in that bed and have them feed the baby at night and have them, you know, if you want to be woken up, be woken up. If you have a C-section, you're not being woken up because you're in so much pain. Yeah. But that you know they they'll wake you up and they keep the baby in the room with you they don't do well at least my hospital did they don't put the baby in the nursery that much anymore yeah it really depends on on the on the place i mean there's some the that place, are right are ldr rooms you know um yeah that, let's call labor yeah mm-hmm. um and then there's some that have you know the couches that kind of make out into a bed for you know someone to sleep over yeah i mean they're, they're a little bit better than when we were there i mean when or when we were being born because i'm pretty sure both of us had the like the men still stayed out in the my dad was there for the but that was like the time that was still very um, common i think he i don't think he slept in the hospital i mean it was like like with you know like when when it's the first you, you know, they want to be there and stuff like that, but they can't, like, there's nothing he can do. And then with the second, like, then he has to stay home because you have the other one. Like, you know, he wants to, like, the kids are excited. They're, you have to explain to them, like, well, daddy's going to be home and he's going to give you everything that's going on. And he comes home and tells you what, you know, happened to mommy. Mommy's doing really good. The baby's doing really well. Like he had explained to Mick that, you know, Finn was ate this today and ate that today. And then he, at the same time, he wants to wake up or he wants to be there in the middle of the night if Mick wakes up. And then he wants to be there for breakfast. Like we're going to get up and we're going to go see mommy and we're going to go see the baby today. And the same thing with Mick and Finn when Bridget came, like you, like you don't want your kids. So for the woman, when she gets selfish and gets upset, like you left, I can't believe you left. Why can't you believe he didn't, he's not in pain, but if he sleeps on that couch, he's going to be. So why would I would never be able to rest knowing that Mike was crippling himself sleeping on that couch. I'd rather him come in looking great that way when, when, the baby is awake and stuff during the day. I can sleep knowing he's there. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't that understand was, that. That was mentality. the weirdest thing. This woman had fallen off to sleep. He had waited each time, um, went home, slept, came back, you know, like I, I think it was six hours later or something to that effect. So she was like, just kind of getting, you know, waking up or, or what have you. So she really didn't miss him. I mean, she was looking at the back of her eyelids the whole time he was, you know, sleeping. So yeah, he's I'm not really sure, but no she, for that. but she made a remark like 20 years later, like, well, you're the one who left me. Like she like held on to that. Like, Ugh. Oh my God, you held on to that. She, like yeah, that, that that's makes no psycho sense level. Stuff. If you're not an adult, if you're adult enough to have a kid, then you should be adult enough to see that having a grown man sleep on a couch, crippling himself 
when you're in a hospital bed and there's nothing he can do for you, like what holds your hand? Like, yeah, I mean, like, I, 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 like I said, I mean, like, I definitely understand, like, if you're in active labor, but she wasn't, she went to sleep. He only left, you know, at night after she had gone to sleep, like he had right. done everything. I have a question for you about what did you do anything for your older kids as like uh, for Mick when Finn came along and then for Mick and Finn when Bridget came along? I probably did. I, I'm sure I did. Like, I'm sure like we, I'm sure we got him a gift. Like, I'm sure we were like, you know, uh, you know, like Mick was obsessed with the wiggles, you know, with two and a half, three. So I'm sure it was like, or I think, actually I think with Mick, we gave him bottles. Like we, like he was into, yeah, he was into the wiggles and we gave him a, um, maybe a Dorothy towel and bottles so that he could like, you know, with the bath time he could, ha- he could have his Dorothy towel and then like he could feed fit him with his bottles. Like, you know, like, I think it was like something like that. It was definitely baby related and definitely wasn't big. Like, I don't, I don't, you know. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like Christmas, you know, or anything. Oh like God, that. No, yeah, no, no, no. It was like something like he ordered up Mike, you know, Mike probably ordered it online and, um, you know, something like that. Like, I don't think it was anything. Yeah. Like it wasn't like, oh, we're going to plant a tree for 600 bucks in the backyard. Where he, yeah. we, look, we got you an Xbox. Like, yeah. No, I was going to like that. I was going to say that that's what I ended up doing. And for some reason I had the foresight to do that. Um, like, so mm-hmm. with my daughter, when um, Jackie was born, um, when Jess got to the hospital, it was like, I got her stuff and it was from the baby quote unquote. Right. Right. You know, so it was sort of yeah. like, don't hate this, this, you know, this child. And right. then, but it was also things that were, um, they weren't loud. So don't set yourself up for failure. Um, they yeah, no, you could, get like, a, um, like but something they were like self-occupying type yeah. stuff, but they, it was like enough of stuff. So she was like really into coloring and this mm-hmm. and that and whatever. And it was like enough to like, really like, you know, what are coloring books? They don't really cost you a lot. You know, yeah. Like stuff. the, like the foamy books. Like I think one of them was yeah. like rainbow fish that it was like, it was like the material that could go in the bathtub. Yeah. And like, you know, it encouraged Finn to read. Oh, you can read to Bridget. Yeah. Yeah. But I I think I just remember getting each time I got them things that they didn't need. They had already proven at whatever age level they were, that Mm -hmm. they didn't need help with X item. Yeah. It was a baby. And then I think, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think when, like when Mick, when Mike brought the boys to meet Bridget, I don't remember if we did it with I don't remember doing it with Mick with Finn, but I, I remember with the boys with Bridget, he walked in and they each had something for her. Like he was like, well, you have to bring your little sister something because you always have to, you know, and they like, they brought, they each brought her like, like one brought the hat, one brought the booties. Like, and they were so excited to like, put like the, and he brought them and they were all, they were both in scrubs. Like he had like, you know, it's a Dr. Finn, Dr. Mick. They had these little green scrubs that they were in. So the video of them in the waiting room, talking to like my mom and my sister and my in-laws and everybody like they're running around the waiting room and these two like little, like these little sets of green scrubs because when Mike walked in with Finn, like when Finn was born, Mike came out to tell them that I had a boy and he was in scrubs. So my sister's videotaping Mick's reaction to Mike coming out. And he's like, you know, Mike's trying to get out that I had a boy and it's everything is good and healthy. And all Mick is doing is tapping him on the leg. And he's like, daddy, 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 daddy. So, and so Mike's like, yeah, Mick. He's like, you adopted now. 
You know, Mike's like, what? He's like, you dress like a doctor. You doctor now? He's like, no, no, I was in there with mommy. She's having a baby. Oh, how's mommy? She good? She good? <laughs> like, and he was shocked because he really was the most enthusiastic kid ever. So when I was giving birth to Bridget, he had them both in scrubs. Like, you know, so like now every time we see Mick and he's wearing something green, we're like, Mick, you doctor now. You're a doctor now? <laughs> Isn't that it's great so to carry those like little things that they do? And mm-hmm. they don't even remember doing it, but they've heard you bring that thing up so many oh, times yeah. that, they, that he knows where that's from, but he probably doesn't like really remember like no, yeah. you know, he the, doesn't those know. moments. Or, I woke you know, up when I had Bridget, like you talk about being in the hospital, like, like I used to send my home, like I had one of my cousins got married while I was in, um, she had her, they had her wedding shower when I had Bridget. And, um, so I couldn't go. I was like, I was like, oh, I can't go. Like they, cause they were having at this restaurant in Brooklyn called, um, Spumoni Gardens, LMB's, which is like one of my favorite restaurants. And, um, so my mom's like, well, I'll bring you back stuff. So I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Because, so I sent Mike home. I'm like, well, my mom's coming around nine. So you can go like, and his parents were with the kids. So he's like, what are you going to do for dinner? I'm like, I don't know. I'm not sure. And then I was like, and then my mom's like, well, I'll just bring you back something from LMB's. So he calls me up. He's like, did you decide what you want for dinner? I'm like, you know what? My mom's going to bring me something. So when he, when she got there, I, I mean, I had rice balls. I had, um, I had everything. Like it was like this old school Italian restaurant in Brooklyn. So I ate myself. I ate so much that when they gave me the pain medication, you just pass out. He comes in the morning with the boys, the baby's like in the little cart next to me or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm out. I don't, I wake up to hit Mike has the baby facing like holding the baby. He's got Mick and Finn. He's feeding them breakfast. They've been there for like an hour. I had no idea. (laughs) So like, I think it's important for them to go home and, regroup and, and be, uh, you know, feel good and be the dad that's walking around with the new baby because you can't do that. Yeah. You really, really can't. You just, you just can't. And to have somebody there who comes in fresh as a daisy, a hundred percent with a, you know, take it ready to take charge. Like that's a nice feeling. That's a, you know, listen, whatever you need, Annie, I'm right here for you. And then like when the pain kicks in during the day, cause you're, they're not giving you those meds to be awake during the day they want you walking around yeah I want him there helping me I don't want him being like oh yeah you're back well how about sleeping on the freaking pullout cat like I'm not going to compete with him for pain it's not yeah. going to happen <laughs> exactly yeah you went no. home you keep your mouth shut if you're in pain I don't care if you got gout <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it's not going to work <laughs> no and that's the other thing with like a, a you know you, you think about I didn't do my my relationship tweet yet for the week but you think about it Because a lot of people will ask me like about relationship things like that's another thing you have to, you might feel a certain way, but common sense has to dictate. So if you're feeling a certain way, you have to be willing to let your, the common sense override your feelings because that's going, because when you do get off that emotional roller coaster or come to your senses or time heals and the, 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 the fury dissipates because you're annoyed about something, you, you look back and you're like, oh, that was a, I'm glad that I uh, kept my mouth shut about that one. I'm glad I let common sense dictate that one because I was being irrational or I wasn't being, I wasn't thinking logically. You know what I mean? Like, I think that makes for a balanced relationship as well. Cause there are a lot of times I have to be like, oh, I better think this one through. I gotta, what makes sense? Like maybe I am being irrational. Like you have to let common sense override 
the way you're feeling sometimes. Like you have to learn when to oh, let yeah. that take press, like take, you know, front seat. But absolutely. I mean, that, like with the bed, I mean, come on. You, you know, those books, I don't know if they're even popular anymore. They were so popular when I was having Dr. kids. Spock. The, well, the, the lead up books, like the 40 weeks where you like document, like what was going on and like, you did like you could put your ultrasound pictures. Oh my god, I have I have mixed book filled. Okay. Finnegan's is like six months. Bridget's still in the package. <laughs> I mean, literally still Isn't in the that package. Like the third child syndrome, sort of. Oh like, my god, yes. And she yeah. looks at everything. She looks at every baby picture. Uh-huh. She looks at every video. She watches the videos from Mick when you know the day he yeah. came. Well, look at when he came home from the hospital. You had the house decorated. Finn, everybody was here. There's like, did, did you did you really go to like? Starbucks on the way home from me? Your defenses 